Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. One can help but be positive. The other can't help but be negative. Bleep you, you bleeping bleepity bleep. The only thing they seem to agree on is that they can barely agree on anything. Blah, blah, blah. I'm Andy Hart. I'm not happy about this. It's sports radio for the passionate fan. What's up, Nick? And grumpy dad in all of us. That is just so stupid. Fitzy and Hart. Yes, I've been listening, Andy. On Boston Sports Original. I like the way Andy Hart does it. Might have Nick just take over. W-E-E-I. Good Saturday afternoon and welcome to the Fitzy and Hart program. The who? Here. Fitzy and Hart program, oh, but you're not Fitzy. I'm not. And that's a good thing for the listeners <laughs> and myself. That is WEEI.com's Mike Cadlick, who will be joining me, Andy Hart, part of the uh, Six Rings crew and yep. the Fitzy and Hart family, I guess we could say, for the next hour leading up to Red Sox baseball, where we're going to talk some Patriots, we're going to talk some Dynasty, we're going to talk about some NFL salary cap potential fifth-year options, yeah. tenders. What are you laughing at? The fifth-year option. <laughs> well, some players will get it. Yeah, I didn't but say, no Patriots. I didn't say no. in New England you're going to hand out 30-plus sure. million dollars to Mac Jones. But I want to start where a lot of people have been starting lately, and I know this has been pissing off some fans. We were getting some blowback uh, last night or yesterday afternoon mm-hmm. when I was on with Christian Arkan, 2-6, to six, and then Rich Keefe after that. People hadn't had a chance to maybe see episode three and episode four of the Dynasty, mm-hmm. the Apple TV Jeff Benedict Craft production. Um, yeah, that you is, see that it says Craft Craft yeah, Dynasty. It's a the book was sold in the pro shop. The book was <laughs> shipped out to season ticket holders. I don't know how you can think it wasn't on some level of craft production. Now, am I saying he had the be all end all? No. Do I think necessarily he saw everything? I can tell you for a fact. This is how I worked for 18 years down mm-hmm. there. So I worked for Robert Kraft. Yep, you did. So Side you know who you work for. Right. You know the umbrella under which you work. You know it's not like they're editing your story to tell you exactly what it should say. You know what not. It's like being a player for Bill Belichick. Right, sure. You know what not to say in the media. Why? Did he, did he detail every word we're not saying this week? No. Mm-hmm. You just avoided the third rails, right? <laughs> it's, and well, I, I believe just, that's what Jeff Benedict did. I don't sure. think he had like a, a a timeline or a like here's the skeleton of what you're going to produce for me mr benedict right he just knows where his bread is buttered well, it was funny too like and and i've i've enjoyed listening to him and hamachek talk you know in the, yeah. the media rounds they've done it's cool like listening to their sure. sort but 
he was on with Jones and Mego, and uh, they were like, "So did Kraft have final say?" He was like, "Absolutely not! Like I am a, I am a writer. I'm a journal. Like I know what to do. There is no holds bar. I listened to, or I we interviewed everybody, and there was nothing off limits. And it's like, there, yeah, there wasn't. But it's also, it is sort of starting to sway one side here as far as Kraft goes. Oh, you and, think? Yeah, and it's just it's it's still a good story. And I was listening to you guys on my way in when I was, yeah. you know, like you were trying to say I was a little bit late here. Even you weren't we were. early. <laughs> That's fair. No, but um, uh, listening to you guys say it and how like it, it it is starting to sway that way. And the first two episodes were great, and it f- sort of felt like you know everything's good, high and mighty, and the whole Bledsoe thing. And then all of a sudden, it starts to get into Spygate, and now mm. we're really starting to the tides are starting to turn. They pin some things on Bill. Ernie Adams sounds as guilty as ever. Yeah, when he's the, 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 in the he uh, makes himself sound guilty, right? The, and also. Is there a bigger ego? Somehow, no, I, he's we really have a documentary yeah. about Robert Kraft, Bill Belichick, and Tom Brady, and none of the three has the biggest ego in the room. That's Ernie Adams. Ernie Adams is really rubbing me the wrong way. He's so the, far. He, I think, is the only person I would say I don't like. It's going to the grave with me a little bit. Yeah, like... The, the worst part of it has been him taking full credit for them going for it at the yeah. end of the game. Which I would have had a serious conversation if I knew that at the time, if I'm Robert Kraft to Bill Belichick. Yeah. I pay you how much? Right. And he's making the decisions? Why am I paying you? It wasn't $20 million at the time. It was probably $10 million or less. But I just don't, and, and I don't know if that's accurate, because I'm fine with Bill asking for input. But Ernie is like, no, it was my decision. Right. I did it. He and it, that just I, that leaves a sour taste in my mouth. I mean, the whole time it felt like the Brady story was was all Belichick being like, "No, I trust this kid. I like this kid. We're bringing him up. It's it doesn't matter that Bledsoe, you know, got hurt. He mm-hmm. won the job back. It's his." Then he has to make a decision again after the AFC Championship game. He still goes with Brady, and it's like, "Oh, he trusts Brady. He knows what he has in Tom Brady." You thought that, okay? Right. A minute and a half left. Belichick is like, no, I trust this kid to go get us a field goal. And then Ernie's like, no, that was my decision. Bill asked me what I wanted to do, and it was me. That was Ernie, get over yourself a little bit, bud. You were a key factor. Everybody praised you, white stripes, the whole thing. But now... You've gone a you've gone a bit too far yeah. for my opinion. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. We will take your phone calls because I would like to ask the listeners to take part a little bit mm-hmm. in this, which is yes, a Fitzy and Hart Six Rings production, which may also be posted on the Six Rings podcast feed. So know Subscribe. that when you're calling in, you could be going global with Ooh. your comments. Do you like the dynasty? First of all, you're watching it mm-hmm. is one question. Do you like? the dynasty so far what is missing what is better and or worse because i have seen a lot of complaints mm-hmm. online uh and i definitely fall into this a little bit for episodes three and four wherever that came into play in terms of you really uh fast-tracked a super bowl yes yeah. the reason you're a dynasty is you won three super bowls in four years and you just blew right through those didn't acknowledge winning streaks the 21 wins in a row and some of the factors that came through there um, so I do think there are some aspects. I really thought the AFC Championship game in 2001 was um, misportrayed as like Drew Bledsoe won them the game. Mm-hmm. He threw a touchdown pass. Yeah. He was mediocre at best in that game. Special teams won them that football game. That was not mentioned at all. That was not a – no Troy Brown, right. no Antoine Sweet Yeah, they don't Harris. show the, the Troy Brown, the power return. Like, yeah, that's doing? crazy. And that only takes, what, 12 seconds right. maybe to put that in there? So – I do have some criticisms, but I will tell... The scene of Bledsoe, though, like you said, Brady goes down, 
the the ankle injury happens and he goes down, drives him in, and he just like looks to the sideline with his hands like this, and you can't the listeners can't see me, but he's Mike just, is like, putting his hands like this, like the emoji question. Yeah, he's like he's like, Oh, like what did you expect? Like, I'm back, baby. I I thought that was really cool. I but you I, know I've fallen in love with Bledsoe with this whole thing too. And so. I love that too. And I think there's a new generation of viewers that are seeing Drew Bledsoe for what he was. And I said this uh, a little while ago to Chris Curtis in the Ken and Curtis show that preceded the Fitzy and Hart show, and that didn't have Ken, and this doesn't have Fitzy, so I don't know what the hell's going I don't know on. What's in this going time on here, But leading here. up to Red Sox baseball, <laughs> we're getting our crap together. Um, I actually thought maybe the best quote I've seen in the four episodes was Teddy Bruschi mm-hmm. saying the Patriot Way started with Drew Bledsoe, the hundred million dollar quarterback. Um, subjugating his ego, which is sort of the word that was used at the time for these Patriots from Robert Kraft. Yeah. And I, I found that really interesting. And I do like that that Drew is having a little bit of a, a renaissance mm-hmm. in Patriot Nation in terms of his value. But 617-779-7937 if you want to join the discussion. Dynasty, yay, nay. I've gotten some DMs from people, um, global Patriots fans that I consider some of the most passionate and loyal, mm-hmm. and they're not really loving it. They're finding it kind of boring, not happy with some of the omissions or some of the things that were left out. So, I mean, there's a $100 million quarterback doing what's best for the team, and that's where I think the Patriot way started. So you have sort of uh, tipped your hand a little bit in terms of your big picture through four episodes is, eh, this might be a little slanted in one mm-hmm. direction, and I certainly think... You cannot argue they've made Bill look bad. Visually. I'm not even talking about anything they've said or kind of, like just you didn't need to use all the him adjusting yeah, right. his neck fat around his <laughs> collar or whatever that was. Right. Like I said But that's the that's the stuff I like too. Like that's like it shows that he's uncomfortable and doesn't want yeah. to talk. Oh, and, and he was in he didn't want to do it. He right. wasn't playing along. Right. I mean, to get his comments about Spygate, we have to go to the HBO Armin Katayan interview. Yep. He said, I'm on the record with those. Like it, it's like he we were in a press conference. He treated yeah. this documentary like a press conference. Yep. I'm on the record with Stacy, can we get them the transcript? I've already talked. Yeah. Stacy, didn't we have a release? We we get them a copy of that release. That's basically how he treated all of this. But when you ask him about other things like the lawyer Malloy story, he goes full full yes. bar right into it. Right. Like because he wants to. Well, because I feel that. like he and again, that's like a press conference. Right, exactly. Nothing, 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 nothing. Oh, left-footed punters? Ooh, let's have a fun story <laughs> yeah, about right. left-footed punters. So, And I do think he respected those guys and what they brought to the dynasty. But again, Lawyer Malloy is a perfect example. They cut Lawyer Malloy on the eve of a yeah. season, not represented. So we think Bill Belichick, Lawyer Malloy, lovey-lovey, right? Their entire careers? Well, no, he cut him. No, yeah. We think Lawyer Malloy, I mean, uh, Ty Law, Bill Belichick, lovey-lovey based on the dynasty. Ty Law loves everything. He called him a liar. Yep. Flat out called him a liar. Business got in the way. And you could have had an easy, again... Is it 45 seconds? But it wasn't all roses in New yeah. England. Business began to play a part as egos set in. Lawyer Malloy wanted more money. He was cut. Ty Law right. held that. Like, can I get that in in 45 seconds? Probably. And I've never made a documentary, so I probably should say I, I <laughs> yeah, have no idea right. how hard it is, how easy it is. you a bunch of ideas for a documentary. <laughs> oh, yeah. a ton. I'm an idea man. It's the execution that is lacking yeah. generally with me. So, Mike Cadlick, WEI.com, I believe you've posted four yes. recaps. Yep. So tell me your big picture beyond the slanted views and as a guy who is learning something, Mm -hmm. a younger Patriots fan, Mm -hmm. a younger person following the Patriots, you are not a guy who lived every moment live and Mm -hmm. now is kind of comparing memory versus visual and that. What have you taken away from the first four episodes? So I guess my, maybe not, it's not a takeaway. One of my big takeaways, I'll start with that, is just how 
awesome Drew Bledsoe was. And that this is sort of a two weeks ago thing because this was from the sure. first episode where sure. he was hundred million dollar man, McDonald's commercials, like everything. And I, and he someone, was him to to use a yeah, modern he phrase. Was him in New England, he was him. And I tweeted that like what I just said basically and someone was like does it really matter that he was in McDonald's commercials like yeah it kind of does like they just picked like the biggest and best people that how we measure stardom (laughs) and Q rating and impact Jesus but so I hate people yeah me too but anyway no Bledsoe was the man and that was obviously a very very tough decision the fact that he played two games into that hundred million dollar contract and then was gone and like that's an impossible decision so that's something that I really credit Bill for doing because he he knew that this is what and and Bledsoe wasn't the Bledsoe of three, four years before. So I kind of ask you why the heck they gave that gave him that $100 million contract because it doesn't really seem like it was warranted at the time. Because uh, they didn't have any other option, and it was sort of that NBA mentality yeah. of you got to give your guy, even if you know your guy's not necessarily I, the guy. And I think Kraft said it in there. He was like, I needed to give our fans hope for something. Right. So, you know, and tie Drew him to the franchise. was that, yeah. and there was also probably maybe a too close relationship between the quarterback and the owner. Uh So that would have been like a familial breaking point. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have another option and you love the guy, truly love the guy, you just kind of fall in line with do business as business is being done. He needs the extension. Let's do it. It brings stability to my coach, right? You also have a new coach and you're stabilizing kind of the atmosphere. Oh, we got our coach. We got our quarterback. We move forward. Now we've learned yet again, sometimes you think you have your quarterback and you think you have your coach and you may have neither, right. and the bottom may fall out. In this case, it went a different direction. Sure. It didn't fall out. The other um, big takeaway slash my MVP of the entire docuseries so far, Scott Pioli. What a storyteller. Like, yes. And he is now in media, but he also saw every side of it for the first half of the dynasty, and so he's now trained to tell stories, but, yep. man, every time he talks, it's, like, perfect. And I think Joe has the cut. I want to I wanna play my favorite quote so far, and it's from episode three into episode four, right at Spygate, where <laughs> yeah, Brewski starts talking about how it starts to become an addiction and you want to win and you need to get to the top and it doesn't, you know, it's still fun, but it's almost like you need to get there. And then Pioli basically tells them that, you know, we would do anything to win at this point. It's difficult to explain to people sometimes, but this game is like a narcotic. When you have success, every time you get a little bit, you want a little bit more. The highest highs that you feel each time that you win, you're chasing that forever. There was this group of us <laughs> that that became addicts together. And we were actually enabling one another. Some of us know it, some of us don't, some don't care. As time goes by, your relationship with the drug, it, it changes. After winning, instead of euphoria, it's just a relief. And when you lost, it was, it was dark. You would do anything and everything to stop the fear of losing. Anything. And then they cut into the... Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, and then they cut to the Jets tapes and everything, yep. and the episode ends. And, like, I just thought that that was... Uh, it's kind of insane to compare it to being addicted to narcotics, but it's, it's true. Like, mm-hmm. And even as a fan, every time they, they go into the playoffs, it's like... Well, it doesn't even matter. Like first round doesn't matter. It's just gonna. We're not even gonna be happy if they win this game. You just got to get into win to the Super Bowl, or else you're gonna be pissed off. And it's right. like you only. It o- the Super Bowls were the only thing that mattered. Everything else was just trying to chase that high of getting to that point. Right. 
2001 was a gateway drug into seriously bigger and better and more detrimental and success better highs better lows right. that would come uh he is mike cadlick i am andy hart it is a saturday afternoon we are fitzy and hart with no fitzy no problem talking patriots dynasty patriots offseason nfl free agency leading you into red sox baseball at one o'clock as they kick off spring training action down in florida but before we can get to that we get to our buddy and producer pal Joe Braverman for What's Trending Now. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. The unspoken rule is when you leave the family, you leave the family. You honor the opportunity that was given. You don't make a mess. You remember how you got your first step in the door. You don't make a mess. Bill was very close with Eric. And his very normal human reaction was a feeling of betrayal. And he distanced himself from those of us that were closest to him. You could feel a certain type of energy in that building, a certain type of anger, a certain type of vengeance. Watch me as I dance under the spotlight, listen to the people. That was a strange transition there, but hey, I'll take it. That was Scott Pioli, former Patriots VP of Player Personnel, and according to Mike Cadlick of WEI.com, maybe the star of the first four episodes of the dynasty, the story of the Patriots. Tremendous run under Belichick's leadership on Apple TV that everybody is watching except for the 617 who says, Dynasty Talk, nobody has Apple TV. Well, I will tell you, you might want to wait a little while. You can get the seven-day trial if you want to watch it. So wait till the end of this. All ten episodes are out, and then you have seven days if you want to binge it. Plus, a lot of people can get it free through their cell phone or through other... Uh, avenues, so it's also only nine ninety nine. If you want to watch it, you could watch Ted Lasso, or as just well. do what Andy does and not realize you have it and let it fall into your it's lap. True, <laughs> just pick up your uh, remote control from Comcast and say Apple TV, yep. and if it pops up, you have it. Yeah, yeah that's seriously. what mine did. Um, but I did want to get into. So Scott Pioli has compared the Patriots, Eric Mangini, kind of to like the mob family in that last yeah. quote. And I was thinking too, listening to that Mangini one, maybe it's just the music that the directors put oh, behind Pioli because like that was like No, he's but no, he's it's dramatic. Really yeah. The yeah, way that's he, true. he talks about it. And he also compared it to uh, a narcotic winning in the NFL and the yeah. chase for that feeling um which was not happy uh happily received by the 413 who I think believes we said it. Uh we were playing a quote from Scott Pioli yes. again. 
former vice president of player personnel for the New England Patriots and a key figure and voice in the dynasty. And the 413 says, you should be ashamed of yourself. You cannot compare winning in the NFL to a drug addiction. That has to be the worst take of ever, I've ever heard in my life. And it's common sense that you have never been around, seen, or know anything about drug addicts. So before you dig yourself into a hole, why don't you go with... Why don't you do with all the fa- do us all a favor and apologize for your horrendous take comparing winning in the NFL to active drug addiction mm-hmm. because winning in the NFL doesn't seem similar to me as letting a guy. I don't think he can. Say I can't say that for heroin. So now you see where you're dead wrong. I'll be listening, waiting for your apology, buddy. If it's not going to your boss and the higher ups, I don't know what that means. You can threaten me all you want, yeah. Karen or Ken or whoever you are. We played a quote from Scott Pioli yep. in the Dynasty. If you have a problem, contact Scott Pioli. And I also think compare it. He didn't mean like directly. It's the exact same thing. I mean, it's an analogy, guy. right? Like, come on. It's and I would also say he was just basically talking about addiction. Yeah, of course. Right. Addiction to gambling. Addiction to yep. And you chase whatever, that high, the and then it doesn't it. get as good. That's and how gamblers get in right. trouble. You chase things right. and you dig holes. Whether it's alcohol, drugs. There, there's a million things. There's people that are addicted to working out sure. or or things in that avenue that are seen as more positive until they take a turn for the negative and become an addiction. So 413, appreciate you listening yeah. and appreciate you threatening Subscribe us. Subscribe to Six Rings on uh, If you want to talk to one of our bosses, he's two studios <laughs> over getting ready for the Red Sox game. His name is Ken Laird. I'm sure he'd be happy to talk <laughs> to you, whatever. Um, but I'm done with you. I addressed your issue, and we will move on now here on the Fitzy and Hart program with no Fitzy on a Saturday afternoon. Mike you, Cadlick. Oh, yeah. No, no, go ahead. No, you go first. Okay. No, you. Do where, you. Where do you want to go to dinner? I don't know. Where do you want to go? <laughs> do you? Yeah, I'll probably be doing that in about three hours when we get out of here. Um, no, you'll get pizza. Oh, yeah, no, you had no, pizza, pizza last, last night. night. I got to ask you, a pro- are we having some financial issues? We've cut back and it's all homemade pizza the last couple of weeks? <laughs> no, I've done my, pa- my, uh, my dad makes pizza on Friday, so I've oh, gone okay. over to my parents' house the last I was weeks. A, I was getting a little worried because yeah, it was no. usually like pizza night out, bar pizzas, yeah. we're buying it, whatever, and then it's like... <laughs> These look like pan pizzas made at home, which look fine, and I'm a big fan no, of they're good. pizza yep. made at home. But, okay, go ahead. Uh, where were we? Oh, uh, do you buy that Mangini uh, actually, like, completely changed the course of, you know, how Belichick would act with the media and his people around him? Or do you think that that's kind of overblown with the way Peely said it? Because to me, it seems like that absolutely triggered him to just shut everybody off it's the reason that they had such small coaching staffs and he would bring back Patricia and Judge McDaniels because these are the only guys he really thought he could trust and now you look at the like the staff that Mayo just brought in yep they have like 20 25 guys right or still small if you look at Antonio Pierce's staff with the Raiders which I believe is 31 yeah deep but I mean they would have we have a one-to-one player to coach ratio now what are we these colleges that try to brag about their ratios yeah uh but they would have you know Historically small staffs. Yes. Is that all because of Eric Mangini? Um, No, not totally, but yes, there's a lot to that. Um, To add a little light, I have always been told that Bill Belichick told Eric Mangini not to take the Jets job, that he wasn't ready for it, that probably had something to do with it was the Jets and there's the border war and he was the Jets, Parcells. Now, I also go back to Bill Belichick. Belichick kind of turned his back on the situation with Bill Parcells in New York. So there's some hypocrisy throughout Belichick's career and the way he deals with people and the way they deal with him and sort of one way unwritten rules and different things of that nature that are just you just kind of have to accept they're part of doing business with Bill. But do I think he changed? Absolutely. Yeah, he was um, a more tight lipped. Um, There were things that happened in my early tenure working down there. For example, we had off-the-record 
at least once, maybe twice, film sessions where he would just bring everybody into the team film room, go over film, talk about former players. With the media? And, and, yes. Huh. Uh, and that was pre-Spygate. Yeah. Certainly never happened post-Spygate. Oh. Um, so, yeah, I think he changed. I We used to have Fridays, Friday press conferences, which people now think are light, yeah. were way lighter back in the day. There was hmm. trivia. He would ask trivia. He would <laughs> quiz the media on the other team, like if to see if you, you know, you know, if you've done know your number fifty three, if you know where so and so went to college, if you know um, their safeties coach, who did he first coach on, like ran, and he would just do that at the end of his press conference. So that all disappeared. Yeah, it gone. became more stiff, <laughs> more uh, closed, more defensive, whatever you want to call it. That also makes me like respect it a little bit more. Not respect it, but you know, we talked all year, and I would be like. This is BS. They're four and thirteen, and he can't give us anything. And it's too like it's not fair. And he needs to, you know, whatever. But kind of understanding um, where it came from, like it makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah, and like, I also think um, Eric Mangini. He has made some comments about regretting it. Yeah, I don't think he thought it was going to blow up the way it did. I think he expected more of a. Well, we'll just put their camera away, and then maybe we'll give it back to him at the end of the day, whatever. Yeah, but that's like such a rat move. Like, uh, see, I don't really mind it because you know who I think would have done it, Bill Belichick. Yeah, okay. That's I think Bill. Be- I think Bill Belichick will do anything to win, to get that narcotic, to get yeah, that feeling. Yeah, right. And so to point fingers, oh, you broke this unwritten rule. Oh, we only cheat with each other, or we only rat each other, or we only rat out non-members of the family. It's not fair. You know how business is done. I wonder if whatever if Mangini went up to Bill and was like, "Hey, don't do this today, and I won't say anything, and let's just." Call it, you know, we we don't cheat against each other. And then Bill was like, no, we're still doing it. I don't it. think Bill was talking to Mangini at that time. Yeah, that's true. I don't think they were crossing paths. Uh, the 774 Belichick's disdain for the media started in Cleveland. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, true. He used to be so rude to them. He made the team shoot, or I've always been told. I've never actually found yeah. out if this is a fact. The team, uh, like the all-access, was shot at like 4.30 a.m. Oh, yeah. He's like, you're doing it on my schedule. Yeah. He's always been a bit of a dink, and he's always hated the media. Like, I think those are inherent um, in his personality. My guess is some of that comes from his dad, because seemingly everything comes from his dad. Yeah. So I'm just going to assume on some level some of that comes from his dad. Parcells was more playful with the media, but also had the belief that you're in the business of collecting information, not disseminating it. Like, right. Ironically, he would whisper to a lot of people like Will McDonough off the record yeah. and phone calls. So, well, uh, we saw in the first episode that Belichick was a little bit more open than he is now. He's oh, like, say, he's saying yep. Bra- it, it, he's saying Brady's going to get the start over Bledsoe without actually saying it. Well, I would urge people go back and watch Bill Belichick's departure press conference when he resigned as the HC of the NYJ. He was forthcoming, oh, smiling, yeah. like, and he, then he said, and I watched this the other day because of this whole thing, and he was like, if I don't get to anything now. You can all have my cell phone number. I will find a time to sit down. He's and not talk doing with that each anymore. Every one of you. Yeah, right. He didn't even take questions from us on his final press conference. You can get my snap face. Yeah, right. Yeah, didn't he say there'll be a time for that? Taking questions. Remember, he was like, "It's not today, but they'll be down the yeah. road." He, I there think what be. he meant was the introductory press conference in Atlanta. Yes, exactly. And that's not coming, so there apparently won't be a time is to he ask gonna, questions. Um, is he going to show up to Brady's uh, number retirement? It's funny, or whatever Curtis that is. asked me that off the air. Okay. And I can make strong arguments in both directions. Yeah. My guess, if you made me bet on my FanDuel app, mm-hmm. would be that he will show up and he'll do it for Tom, and he will let us know he's doing it for Tom. Yeah. 
uh, verbally, somehow it'll be painted in that direction. Because I think if it were just for Kraft or oh, to yeah. be a good guy for the Patriots, I don't think he would do it. How many chairs will be in between Kraft and Belichick, though? We could wager on that. Could be icy. Yeah. Icy. Like, and I think, and someone said this to me the other day, like, well, no, he'll probably just do a video tribute. Like, that is, I think that's even I more, not. that's more of a slap in the face than not showing up at all, yeah. I think. That was a thing that I used to get mad at Brady for in the middle of his career. Like, he'd win awards or he'd get recognition yeah. and he would just shoot these sort of meaningless yeah. videos. And I'm not a big fan of no. those. Like, if you value it, show up. Show up. Right. If you don't, well, you just told me you don't value it. That's fine. Yeah. We are. We are. 617-779-7937. We are breaking down the latest episode, the four total episodes of the Dynasty. Jeff Benedict's booked-turned-docuseries on Apple TV. And we're going to go to the car and get an opinion from one of our uh, our listeners on what they think of the dynasty so far. John in the car, how are you this afternoon? John Ape. What's up, guys? Uh, I got uh, two two points in the question. I'll start off with, I have not seen it yet. I'm waiting to binge watch it. Slash, see if I can uh, actually hold my interest for 10 episodes. <laughs> uh, so, with that being said, one name that I haven't heard here a lot uh, in terms of uh, people getting credit is uh, Bobby Greer. Because uh, I, I remember he... Uh, Famously wanted to take a lot of credit for uh, drafting Brady uh, back in the day. Haven't heard his name. Uh, the other thing that um, I find really interesting is, Andy, the timing of this. So they put this together last year. Yep. So when were they interviewing? When was Belichick doing all these interviews for the documentary? Was it like during the season? I heard it was before it was this season. season. So bef- so in the summer? Yeah. The summer. Before the season? Yeah. I think Tom Curran has said June. Okay. This summer. Um, so, yeah, in the summer before this season, right. the way Tom has painted it, Tom Curran has painted it publicly, um, there was sort of, even at the time, there was the expectation two years left of Bill, and obviously that timeline changed, but clearly Bill wasn't yeah. exactly enjoying this experience that we see on camera. Yeah, certainly. If it was if it was more closer to camp, I would understand if he was, like, a little bit more perturbed, but, I mean, still I can understand, like, I, I can empathize slightly with his annoyance on having to do that in, in the summer before he's going to go back to uh, to working to save his job. Here's my question, though, after uh, four episodes. Since this is a craft production and this is uh, obviously his attempt to get into Canton, how's he doing? Like, is this positively impacting uh, Bob Kraft's legacy, or is this kind of like falling flat? Because you guys have watched it so far. So I'll leave you with that. All right, thanks for the call, John. Uh I would say the part that I think will be designed to get Kraft into the Hall of Fame is forthcoming. The keeping of the dynasty together as much as building the dynasty. Like, I think there's some of that. You know, the the early stuff in the 90s and, oh, we got an owner now that's invested yeah. and Drew getting excited, that whole thing. That's all great. Winning the Super Bowls, that's all great. But I think the kind of... Um, backbone of his candidacy for the Hall of Fame in this light, in his team's light, because there's other issues, and I don't know, you can tell me, you've seen some of this, I haven't. Um, Some of his Hall of Fame candidacy, I think, is also based on TV contracts, league power, things he does for the league, but from a Patriots perspective, I think in the coming episodes, we'll see what he does to keep Brady and Belichick together to extend the Patriot dynasty and the Patriot run, and I think that will be his um, biggest claim to Hall of Fame status. I don't really think... It has done much to help or hurt his candidacy. Like, there's nothing that's really, you know, groundbreaking as far as like he did this very wrong or he did this very correctly to right. be like, you know, he's the best. Like, he's already one of the better owners the NFL's ever seen. 
He's going to get into the Hall of Fame at some point. Yeah, he, not, he should be there already. That's I know I mean. people think I'm a homer. Oh, you worked for him. He signed your checks for 20 years. Big surprise. I yeah. think you should be in the Hall of Fame. Well, guess what? I just think I'm being honest and objective. No, he should be. And I, I mean, he, he's won six Super Bowls. His team has won six Super Bowls. He Yeah, by any... I, I don't know that owners should actually be in the Hall of Fame. But sure. if owners are going to be in the Hall <laughs> of Fame, yeah. and he stabilized a franchise in a community, mm-hmm. built a stadium with his own money, built a dynasty on the field, or put the pieces in place for a dynasty to exist on the field and kept them together, and was on a bunch of powerful committees that at least played a powerful role in growing the revenues for the league, what else would you measure an owner on? Uh, I mean, the one answer is, and I don't know if this is affecting him, he has uh, a black mark against his personal life off the field issue that maybe that resonates with voters. I don't know. And his team has some on-the-field black marks, sure. if you believe Spygate, Deflategate, those things. But I feel like a lot of places do, and a lot oh, yeah. of owners do. And some of them are already in the Hall of Fame, and their families are well enshrined there. Going back to and sort of relating this to Kraft and the relationships he has within the league, you know who looks like a fraud in this is Roger Goodell. And oh. I think oh. objectively— Calling out the commission. I mean, he's like—you know— 30,000-foot view, Goodell's done a pretty good job as the NFL's commissioner over the last call. Yeah, he's 20. overrated. I think so. I think you uh, could have done a pretty good job, too. That's fair. Because it's, I think the league blew up because it's the most popular sport on the planet. That's People a good love point. It. But it's, so regardless, he goes in there to talk about Spygate, and it was like, yeah, you know, we had to do, you know, we have to hold teams accountable. We have to do what's best for the league, and there's no favoritism or anything and then Kraft the next scene is like please don't suspend Bill he goes I called the league and I begged them not to suspend Bill and they didn't suspend him (laughs) it's like the way they just put those together I was like you know Goodell is such a fraud and this is an extension I'm glad you brought that up because I want to sell this take to you and see if it sticks the beginning of the end was the 2007 undefeated regular season Mm -hmm. when Tom Brady Teddy Bruschi et al. rallied around Bill Belichick when his name was being dragged through the yeah. mud in Spygate. And then a few years later, Bill Belichick, Robert Kraft hung Tom Brady yeah. out to dry. Oh, wait, it's about balls? That's a Tom Yeah, thing. that's a quarterback you deal thing. with you. I got Garoppolo. I can start him for four games if you suspend Brady. Brady had to dig in his heels himself, sue the NFL himself. Yep. His name got dragged through the mud. Hell, Bill said, ask Tom. Yeah. I don't know how he likes his balls. I'm not Mona Lisa Vito. That whole thing. Yeah. I think Brady retroactively has to, has to. I would, I would definitely look back and say, wait a minute, when they called you out, we went scorched earth we, we to went, defend yeah, you. Right. We said, oh, you want to take away something you think made us? We'll hang 50 on you effing losers every week. Right. We, like, literally, they're hugging him. They're, like, embracing him the physically. The popcorn scene when he goes, thing. yeah, right. And now I need you, and you guys are... Hard to find. Yeah, you guys are putting it all on me. That wouldn't that wouldn't have sat well with me. No, I agree. And uh, I actually, we 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 know that I have seen the entire Dynasty Dog. We do know um, that because you're special. Yeah, oh, you're one of the rare pre-screeners. <laughs> you and the Greg Hill Show, <laughs> media elitists, Keith, Keith aka people cr- I don't like. Yeah, Keith gave me crap for that the other night when I called in, and I was like, Andy, yeah, did I, you get a pre-screened? No. Okay, good. I'm I'm just a man of the people. I've always been a man of the people. When it comes out on Fridays, actually Thursday nights at nine. I don't like reason. why they they do that. Oh, that's another thing. Being on the media side, they have us embargoed for when we can post things. Yeah. So we can't publish our recaps until three in the morning, Eastern time. 
because that's when it's supposed to come out. Ooh, comes out at nine. I'm but on then the it air comes out at Rich. nine, and so I reach out to Apple. Yeah. I'm like, "Can I post?" And they're like, "No, you still have to wait till three a.m." It's <laughs> like, "Then why am I embargoed in the first place?" Yeah, it's absolutely it's insane. On at nine o'clock because I'm on the air with Rich, yep. and now that I'm like a subscriber, it pops oh, up yeah. on my phone. It's like Dynasty episodes four and f- uh, five and six now mm. available. Watch now. So it's absolutely nine o'clock on a Thursday night, and so then I still have to wait until three a.m. to schedule my post. Well, technically, you then... wouldn't have to, right? Because if you wanted to, and you could prove you did it this way, you could watch the two episodes. It would take about an and hour and a half, yeah, I know. and write it and be like, "No, I wrote it. I'm posting at midnight." Yeah, that's the that's fair. Screw too, you guys. Yeah, I'm seriously. Him. So it's stupid. But speaking of going home, in one more segment, Mike Cadlick. Cadlick, Cadlick, and Andy Hart will be going home, and you will be listening to Red Sox baseball. Joe Castiglione, according to Chris Curtis, beginning his 42nd year calling wow. Red Sox baseball. The excitement is in the air. It is palpable in Fort Myers. But we got 15 more minutes or so of a little Patriots talk, and we'll transition from the dynasty to free agency. The Combine is next week. We had an off-the-record chat with Gerard Mayo. Yeah, We're going to we cull it all together after these messages here on Fitzy and Hart with Cadillac and Hart. Final few minutes here on Fitzy and Hart. Mike Cadillac, WEEI.com, sitting in. So let's uh, let's do a quick um, recap slash preview in the next uh, few minutes of what's going on in the world of the Patriots and the NFL. Sure. Salary cap is out, $30 million jump, $255 million. Patriots have $85 million, but once they release J.C. Jackson, they're going to be knocking on the door of $100 million, correct? Uh, yeah, that's about right. That sounds fun. That's, that's a lot of cash to burn, yep, Gerard. Burn Let's it. go burn it. That's what he told Greg and them. Absolutely. So. Now you got to do it. I mean, you, you have to. You got to go. Do you can't? I don't. There's no reason not to. Like, there's... There's no reason. Yeah, but there for was no to- reason for the Red Sox not to either, and they didn't. So yeah, the, the Red Sox make me worry about the Patriots, but I have more faith in the Patriots. They're exactly. going to spend. Yep. Uh, NFL scouting combine is next week. Can't wait. The expectation for me, and I don't know if you feel differently, sounds like we may not see Gerard Mayo. Not sure if we'll see the coaches there. Sounds mm-hmm. like Elliot Wolf may be there to do a press conference. Yep. Uh, in his role as whatever his director role is. of player personnel, I think now. I think, it's I think him be- and Wolf like swapped roles. Gro- yeah. So grow. Yeah. yeah. So he'll be there to talk about it. Um we'll start to get more buzz around the NFL, both the draft, but also with the GMs and the coaches talking free agency. We had T. Higgins being yeah. tagged by the Bengals. So my two year dream of T. Higgins is yeah, kind of sucks. Delayed yet again for at least another year. He won't be the receiver they can target. I know some people think Pittman is going to be the guy maybe that could be available. They're probably going to tag him too. Yeah. Uh we have until March. Fourth, fourth, I think, for the tags to come through um, before free agency starts. So we still have a while um, for those tags to come through. Have you changed your opinion on anything in terms of, a little more money now, mm-hmm. uh, anything in terms of the guys that we've talked about for a while now as potential priority re-signings, Mike Onweno, Kyle Duggar, Hunter Henry? Uh, one thing that I was actually became privy to yesterday when I was Ooh, privy. Privy, yeah, you like that? Uh, special. <laughs> state education. Yeah. I also, did you know that I've seen the entire Dynasty Duck? Uh, super privy. <laughs> no, but... um. The the uh, the franchise tag for Hunter Henry is not the regular tag, right? It's yeah. eighteen million. Yeah, there's, yeah. A, there's a, a jump in that. Yeah, I have a twenty five percent jump on his previous cap. Number. Yeah, see, I didn't know that. Yeah, so they, I'd still do it if I if I mean they have money. Eighteen. Oh, oh, I you know, sign they, him, not tag him. Oh, I would tag him. I think. I and think then I'd you play. resign Duggar and depends what he wants on a three year deal. Right. That's if true. I can get him on a three year deal for thirty four million dollars, yeah, I would do it. If he's looking for more than that, a raise on the twelve and a half million he was making, 
and suddenly he wants three years, $55 million, I'd tell yeah. him, well, I'm going to tag you then and keep you around to work with Jaden Daniels or Drake May as their trusted, reliable veteran tight end. I think that they kind of see him as a shoe-in to come back. Like, the way that Mayo talked about their leadership and, you know, who he said this, I think it was on the Greg Hill Show when he did his one-off Mayo Monday, Yep, saying, like, you know, we have guys in the building, our defense is fine, we need leadership, we need a quarterback who can lead, but on offense we have guys like David Andrews and Hunter Henry, and I was like, huh. He's a free agent, Gerard. Yes, he is. He's not on the team right no, now. No, he isn't. Well, he kind of is, but you, you get the point. I get your point. Uh, and Dramatic. so I, I was like, you know, they maybe they just think that they're going to go and resign him, and they should. I think that's a huge, that should be one of their priorities. I think uh, Kyle Duggar should also be back. And Michael Nguyen was the guy we talked about when we did. He better be back. He has to be back. I mean, I have, that will uh, greatly increase my concerns for the team and the quarterback and everything moving forward if they don't resign Mike Nguyen. Yeah. Uh, because I think you need some sort of a foundation to build around, build around up front. Then you can add a tackle in free agency, add a tackle right. in the draft. I'll start maybe even piece together. But I think if you lose Mike on Wenu, I think you're going down a road of that yeah. offensive line being a poop show yet again. Well, it's easy, relatively easy, especially with the money you have now, to re-sign on Wenu and then either, like you said, sign another guy in free agency for the left side or draft one. And if you don't re-sign on Wenu, then you have two holes to fill. And that just becomes that much more difficult. We're like, Anwenu wants to be back. He said he wants to be back. He built his foundation here. Yep. They trusted him here. Just make it happen. He's really freaking good. I mean, that's easy for us to say unless he asks for X. And X is a really big number. Okay, but if he's going to get that elsewhere. And he probably will. That's also. That's the thing. Like, I don't. The flip side of everybody being excited that, ooh, the Patriots have $5 million more than we thought they would. Yeah. So does everybody else. Right. The price, basically, if you're an agent, just went up $5 million because yeah. they know everybody has more money, right? right? Like the rising tide lifted all boats, so the market changed a little bit. But the Patriots still are well positioned to add what they need to add yep. in the coming weeks in free agency. And then in the draft, we're going to pick up Are our you com- still fully quarterback at three? Absolutely. Yeah, me too. I won't change off that. Yeah, me either. Unless something makes me change. Unless they can sign Baker Mayfield. That's uh, the only one. Yeah, I can be talked into that. I still would prefer the young quarterback. I'd still prefer Jaden Daniels or Drake May. I've talked about the idea of them trading up to take Drake May or Jaden Daniels, Caleb Williams, whatever. I think those are all going to be part of the conversation on the table for us at Six Rings and Football Things. Please listen each and every week. We are going to begin diving into the prospects this coming week. Mike Cadlick, Andy Hart, Chris Scheim will break down the quarterback position. But first... In just a few moments, Joe Castiglione is going to start breaking down the 2024 Boston Red Sox. And what a crew it is. The excitement in Florida is just flowing <laughs> north. It's migrating. I can feel it like the sunshine. Red Sox baseball is back. I want to thank Mike Cadlick. want to thank Joe Braverman. I'm Andy Hart. This has been Fitzy and Hart on a Saturday afternoon. And now, Red Sox baseball. See ya. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.